Good morning. Welcome to the weekly walkthrough here on KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia. I'm Ethan Salm, joined in studio by my co-host Nick Catlin. It's another brisk Sunday morning here in Columbia, Missouri. It's been a while since we've been on since we've been on the air. Uh, a couple of weeks uh, with some difficulties here in our studio, but we are back. The in weekly walkthrough is back. <laughs> yes, it is. Good morning, sir. And let's get right into it because we got a lot to discuss from college basketball returning, a little bit of NBA with some records being broken on your team, by the way, and just some fun NFL and college football talk. So you know, let's get right into it. First, we will start with the Chiefs. And on Sunday, they played that 3 o'clock slot, I believe, on Fox, because Troy Aikman was talking all that mess. However... He usually, usually does that. Yeah, he, at least on Patrick Mahomes, but I digress. The Chiefs beat the Rogerless Packers. He was obviously out with COVID-19. Is going to play this Sunday. We'll get more into that later into the show. That confirmed? Yeah, he's active. Seattle? He's active. Uh, the Chiefs won 13-7, to and, you know, it was that defensive game, and... One thing of emphasis for the Chiefs was special teams. They blocked a field goal. They recovered a muff punt. Tommy Townsend had five punts inside the 20, a lot of those being inside of the 10 as well. And the offense did struggle. I don't think there's any way around that. The Packers have a pretty solid defense, and that's why they're 7-2 and two this year. Am I wrong? Yes, Packers have a middle-of-the-pack defense. There's no Jair Alexander. They just cut Jalen Smith. They were dealing with a lot They've of injuries. They've been playing good. They handled their own against the Cardinals. They've played very good teams this year. They should have lost to the Cardinals. A.J. Green turns his head. They lose to the Cardinals. They didn't lose. You're right. They didn't, but they should have. Should have, could have, would have. Yes, I'm just saying. And it wasn't their defenses. May I finish? That they would. May yes, I go finish? Ahead. May I finish? Goodness gracious. Now, Darrell Williams. Showing once again to be a good replacement for Mr. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's still on IR. I don't believe. I don't know if he's playing today. Truthfully, we would have heard something if he was. Yeah, I feeling. Yeah, you know. But Travis Kelsey had another one. He's not playing up to his normal standards, but decently well. And overall, I thought the Chiefs won the turnover battle, and that's better than what they've been playing at this season. Go ahead. The floor is yours. This was not a good defensive game. Or a good. This was a bad offensive game. Wow. It was not a good defensive game. Wow. Ladarius Sneed had a pick as well. Yes, he did. And there should have been a few others. Tyron dropped a pick. Patrick Mahomes should have been picked too. There was at least one called back. Okay, that was on. A, okay, that was on. He knew there was an offside penalty. 190 to be fair. passing give it yards good for Jordan Love. You got to give it good context. 190 passing yards for Jordan Love in a. Below average debut for him as a starting quarterback. His one, his one, one of his very good drives was ended by that Snead interception Correct. too. But he only goes for 190 yards, a QBR yes. of 27. Never really has a wow moment either. Correct. One that you're he like, did not play well. No, he did not. And Patrick Mahomes really didn't play much better. 166 yards and a touchdown. Yes, he did not turn the ball over this week for what the first time in six weeks. <laughs> Uh, QBR of 43.5. Neither team had an 100-yard rusher. The leading receiver in the game had 68 receiving yards. Nobody moved the football. And it wasn't due to the defenses because these are not two of the premier defenses in the NFL that we talk about when we have when we talk about games that are defensive. Really? I do. You do? Watch I mean go back and watch the highlights. Look at the Chiefs defense. Look at the blitzes they were being the able Chiefs to send. The Chiefs defense played May- better than they have for most of the season. Yes, they just They still- played great the last 4 weeks. And they're weeks. playing a quarterback who made his first career start there dude look at them the last four or five if weeks. Aaron Rodgers plays in this game if Aaron Rodgers plays in this game and I will stand by this statement the Packers win by three touchdowns <laughs> okay or more okay 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 but when I made that argument on this very show on this very show when Rodgers outdueled Matt Moore they barely beat Matt Moore when Rodgers literally threw passes that were put on the next gen stats crazy catches that weren't supposed to happen because the defender was so close that was a better Chiefs team. It, 100%. Yes, you're correct. It was a better Chiefs defense, and the Chiefs offense that year, but even though, me, yes, Matt Moore, but the Chiefs offense that year was playing better than they have this year. But let me finish. Ever since, and this has been about the time frame that we've been off the show, so I haven't been able to discuss this. So for the last four weeks, we'll just dissect it. The Chiefs give up 13 points in the first half to Washington. They don't give up any points in the second half. 
They then go play the Titans. The offense does absolutely nothing like you've said. Patrick Mahomes and the offense has struggled this year with all the new pieces, since half the pieces are literally new, 100%. So this is, could be, you could argue this is a rebuilding year for the Chiefs offense just in general. Moving off of that, they still don't give up 30 to the Titans after Mahomes and the offense plays their worst career game ever. Ever. Against they, the Titans? Yes. Okay. 27 points. The defense couldn't do much against a team that literally had the ball the whole time. Moving on that, they the only give without up... without Derrick Henry, too, correct? Uh, I'm they not have sure. Derrick Henry in this game. I'm not sure, but... I Yes, yes, Derrick Henry did play. Okay. Derrick Henry played. Before he Derrick got Henry He got clamped in. up, to be okay. honest. Now... That was the A.J. Brown game, correct? Yes, it okay. was. The Giants, they give up 17 to the Giants. That's solid. And they only give up seven to Jordan Love. He played three quarterbacks that are... Taylor Heineke's the best quarterback out of those three, and he's middle of that packet best. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill's better than... I'm, I said three of the quarterbacks. Three. Tannehill's okay, good. Three. Tannehill is okay, fine. fine. That's the game that you gave up how many points? But they're not giving up a lot of points is what I'm saying. But they're played improving. played three below-average offenses. The Giants had... The Giants were missing three of their top four do you think the Packers offense, and Saquon Do you think Barkley. the Packers' offensive line is bad? Yes or no? Right now, they're not great because they don't have Bakhtiari. He's the anchor of their offensive line. But you don't think the Chiefs sent really good blitz pack? I thought the Chiefs were very creative. I thought they were able to expand the defense. And I think they're going to start playing a lot better. They're, they're proven to be playing a lot better. They, they just played three. I mean, the Packers without Aaron Rodgers are a below-average team. Aaron Rodgers is, is, the, is the engine that makes the machine go. You make a decent point. I'm, and I'm not Giants, arguing that. The Giants' offense is completely obliterated due to injuries. But Aaron Can't. Jones got locked up. Devontae Adams got locked up. Everyone got locked up. The wide receivers got locked up because the Green Bay couldn't throw the football. But if <laughs> Devontae, but trust, like, you got to at least give the Chiefs' defense at least somewhat credit for only giving up seven points, especially with that offensive production they had. I'm saying it's it's the fact that Jordan. And what Love about played the blocked punt? What about all this stuff the that the special teams, teams play? But Mason Crosby also played one of his worst games as a kicker for the Packers. Actually, that's not true because he had a horrendous game earlier this season against Cincinnati. I don't blame that. That's their player. What do you What do you want me to do? It's their kicker. He missed like two field goals, and it was a windy game. Two? Harrison Bucker made a 55 yarder in that game. Harrison Bucker's good. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> so, I know, but it's just like you keep and, a kicker and, around and for yes. 25 years, and he's yes. going to start sucking. And, yes, you guys won the punting battle. I'll give you that. Pinning him deep is big. You I won think, the punting battle. You did. I think Andy Reid, and they out-schemed Mr. LaFleur. Yes, Lef- Andy Reid's a better coach than Matt LaFleur. This is not a new, this is not a new thing. <laughs> but I don't really have much else to say. We got a big matchup for the Chiefs. Coming up to talk about as well, five and four going up against five and three Raiders Sunday night football. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, and the Raiders are playing better than people have expected since all this drama has gone down with their coaching staff and Henry Ruggs and all that kind of thing. Of course, and moving on from that, the Broncos upset the Cowboys yeah, and they are at five and four heck now. Happened in this one. I mean, <laughs> you looked at it; the Cowboys weren't able to score until the fourth quarter. Correct. So they were really getting and, dominated in and this And their second game. touchdown, I believe, came after the two-minute warning. Yeah, so they— the Second touchdown barely even Yeah, counted. Dak. <laughs> it's it's Dak's stat pad. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. He's had a pretty horrible game. The whole—the Cowboys just play bad. Nothing could go right. Even when they blocked the punt, it went beyond the—this was so weird. I've never seen anything like this. So the Cowboys block a punt. It So it goes beyond the line of scrimmage. One of the— Cowboys players touches it, and then a Broncos player recovers it. It went beyond the line of scrimmage, so the so the Broncos were able to keep the ball, even though the guy didn't get by, didn't get past the uh, uh, fourth, I guess the yard marker. It was a very strange situation. It's a ridiculous game, and now you got two divisions in the AFC where every team's over five hundred. Yeah, it's it's a very solid division. Um, I had a feeling it could have been like maybe not this, or at least for the, the Broncos. Broncos or the Raiders to be where they're at. This but year. I expected to at least be somewhat competitive, at least with the Chargers and Chiefs. The Chiefs have obviously struggled. They've played a very tough schedule, and you know, at least they're starting to play better for my own mental sake. But yeah, no, the Broncos played phenomenally well, and they've played very well under Teddy Bridgewater. Still two games against the Chiefs to come, too, with the Broncos. Yeah, no, we got the divisional games are starting to come at the end, and we're really going to see who's the who of the AFC West. Yeah, and really knocks the Cowboys off that thing, off that, off their high horse. Uh, people are talking about them being a top-five team in the NFL, a top-two team in the, a- a- in the NFC. 
They still. I mean, the, are you talking in about the NFC for who? The I'm Cowboys. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, we're so talking course. about it would be in them and the Rams and the Bucks and the NFC. And I thought that maybe, was a little premature. Say, I really did. Maybe there's a little bit of a step down between the Rams and the Bucks. And oh, hundred percent. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the Rams here in a second, anyways. But yeah, I think it's pretty clear that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC. Of course. And then we've got the Bills. Getting upset by the Jags, really opening up that AFC even more another so. Game Six you, to nine there. Another game where you're just like, what is happening? Yeah, that was a very it was a very weird NFL Sunday uh, last Josh week Allen to be got fair. The better of Josh Allen. Yes, he did picking him off and getting a uh, sack and a, and a, a fumble, fumble right? In recovery. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness, he had a great game. Yeah, that trick. But yeah, I, I've been honestly, even though Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, he does not have the pieces to be too successful he got this year. In this game too, he did. He did come back, I believe. He did. Um, but I just you can see like the body language, everything. Like he's a leader, and he's going to. I believe he is going to lead this team towards success in the future. I don't know when that will be, but if they stick behind him and give him the pieces and support he needs, he will turn that into a good football club. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And granted, their offense isn't. You know. Two doesn't have too many pieces, but there are some pieces to work with on that of offense. Of course, James Robinson went healthy. Of course, he's not right now, uh, and they've got some okay wide receivers: Marvin Jones, Lavisca Chenault. They're okay. Yeah, definitely they're better. Say, they're not great, but they're okay. I believe Dan Arnold. This is their tight end. It is. Yeah, I believe he used to be uh, in Card- Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, yep. he was decent there. Now they've got okay pieces. It sucks that he doesn't have his running back ETN. I mean, but they're. Carlos Hyde's not a terrible backup to have. Them having two wins at this point in the season is pretty solid. Yeah, one of them was over. Who I forget who the first one was. It, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Pretty terrible but, team. I but like I halfway through, halfway through the year, it's solid for the Jags. But I don't really have much else to say. I mean, Josh Allen, he has shown signs of struggling. I've I've questioned his long term ability to be successful in the NFL. I have, and. It's going to be something to monitor as the season goes on. They're going to have to. He's going to be fine. He probably will be, but he's going to be fine. I have. He no has concerns. had problems, and he just lost to the Jaguars. I have no concerns. It's fine. He lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about the. And we can also talk about the Titans if you want. They lost to the Jets earlier in the season, and they're actually now what, the one seed in the AFC. Yes, and they're playing amazing football. Moving say, on, the Titans beat the Rams was, on Sunday Night Football. I was say, and they lost to the Jets earlier in the year, and now they beat a team that at the beginning of the year a lot of people called the Super Bowl favorite. And the Titans have really shown, even without Derrick Henry, he can take some time to rest that foot and come back potentially in the playoffs. This team has shown an ability to. Just win. They yeah, find a way to you look at the box score, and you don't you see d- how they really did it in this one against the Rams. There was a defensive score because you look at it. Tanhill will pass for less than 150 yards. Their leading rusher at 30 rushing yards. Neither AJ Brown or Julio Jones, who just went on IR, Mr. Jones, correct, I which saw is that. the uh, annual IR trip for him. Mm-hmm. But I digress. They. Uh, yeah, they played they played phenomenally well. The defense for the Titans has really shown out. I think that was kind of the big question mark going into this year and they've they've been playing well. It's it's yeah. pretty impressive to hold Sean McVay in that offense to 16 points. Kevin Byard had a uh, pick 6 on this one of Matt Stafford. Uh Yeah, just, Stafford has a bad game. Yeah. It, we, there's no other way to It's a very defensive NFL Sunday, I think. A low scoring and lots of upsets. So it was. It was a good day to be the underdog. Good uh, yeah. day to have an underdog parlay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be. Then yeah, moving on. Monday night football. You know what time it is. Two historic franchises. One of them a little bit more successful. The Steelers. A lot more successful. <laughs> yes, the Steelers beat your Bears. They did. 29-27. I will admit a few interesting calls on the field. I know you probably have some opinions on them. I'll let you. I'll give you the floor. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Um. A lot of people are going to say the most egregious call is that hip unsport- check, the unsportsmanlike conduct, and the taunting penalty on Chase March. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people are going to say that. I'm going to disagree. The most outrageous penalties or non-penalties in this game were the non-roughing the passer calls on Justin Fields. The man is getting rocked after he throws the ball, after he slides on multiple occasions with no flags. You're not referring to the Minka Hyde hit, are you? 
No, or I'm not sure exactly who made the one it. on the sideline. No, I'm talking about okay. one where he released the ball in the pocket and then got laid out after releasing the ball. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that one. And no, I feel like the NFL refs have been in some games just biased toward like and because just like no I said, doubt, like it, like Ben Roethlisberger gets bumped in the game after throwing a pass. Lamar Jackson gets, was the same gets way. Fifteen yard penalty. Lamar Jackson was Justin the same way. Justin Fields gets laid out and landed on top of after the play. No flag. Yeah, I mean, dude, look at that. Look at that Bills game with the Chiefs a few weeks ago. Josh Allen gets hit right as he releases the ball. Mahomes had several plays where there were one two-step boom, and he's not getting the call. I've I agree. Been, no, I I've agree say, with you. I've been saying this for years. No, I do agree. Like sometimes in games, it just feels it. It just feels like we're. I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like call it both sides. You know what I mean? I've been saying this for years when we're talking about Chicago Bears quarterbacks. They don't get the calls that everybody else does. Yes. They just don't. We're seeing it. It wasn't just a, I was going to say, happened with Jay Cutler. It happened with Mitchell Trubisky. It's happening with Justin Fields now. And there is a certainly probably a bias toward those successful quarterbacks. Yes. I was going to, there's, and probably there's no doubt about conversation it. There's in that no regard. doubt about it. There's, and, and looking at this game being played on on national television in prime time on national television, everybody saw it. And I do everybody think everybody saw it. Everybody saw the fact that the Steelers got every call in this game. They did. There's no way to look around that. There were a lot of memes. There's there's absolutely no way to look around it. Yes, the Bears lost this game. Yes, the Bears, even with all of the penalties, should have won this game if their defense would have been able to do anything at the end of the game. Even with all this stuff. So the fact that they did not get any of the calls is not an excuse for the Bears losing this game. Bears should have won this game with or without the calls. But it's just it's just to the point where it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, Justin Fields, you know, in the in the fourth quarter, put they put up twenty one points he's on offense. He's been playing much better. He's starting to figure last, it out. The last three or four weeks, he's been playing much better. He passed for almost three hundred yards in this one. He ran for almost fifty yards. Only had the one touchdown and the interception. They made him earn it, though, Pittsburgh did. They yes. made him earn it, that's yes. for sure. Uh, but he faced some adversity, faced some hard hits and all that stuff in this game, and he got right back up and, and kept slinging it. So uh, very promising, very nice to see uh, Justin Fields play well in the spotlight in primetime. But it's a game they should have won. It was nice to see David Montgomery come back from IR, though. And it's a Cole, Cole Komet breakout game, too. He had almost 90 receiving yards in this one. Yeah. So the whole Justin Fields, Cole Komet connection, hopefully will be something that, that we can watch in Chicago for quite a few years. Of course. And moving on from that, as the Steelers move inch up the AFC North ladder there, because they are one of the best teams in the NFC North. I think they'll finish pretty high in that, in that division when it's all said and done. But moving on from that on Tuesday, College basketball is back. What? You okay? Yeah, I'm looking at your moment of the week, and that's what I was going to put. Yeah. <laughs> now, Mizzou basketball beating Central Michigan in their season opener. We were both at the game. They won 78-68, and obviously we both knew going into this a lot of new faces for this Missouri Tigers basketball team, and truthfully speaking, I was pretty impressed game one. There was a big crowd. Excitement. Oh, I think they said over 3,000 students. Yeah. No, the student section was pretty packed. They Even players commented. Conzo was very happy. and Now if everybody else would show up, we'd have a full arena. Yes, <laughs> if the actual community would show up. Exactly. And, no, I thought, you know, for players that we have talked about before, Javon Pickett shot 8 for 14. He almost had 20 points, finishing with 18. He's going to have to play a bigger role this year, and he looks like he knows that. I mean, I think it's just 15 and up is going to be fine for, you know, at least him and Kobe, and then, you know, getting double figures out of these other guys will be key, you know. They've got Mr. Davis. He's got a little funky jump shot. It takes a little time to release, so I'm interested to see how his three-pointer develops as the course of the season goes. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. I think he has a headband. But I, a lot of the Amari Davis, yeah. Oh yeah, the guard. Yeah, one guy I was really impressed with was Jaron Coleman. Jaron Coleman. That's who I was impressed with. I feel like Kobe plays the four. No, I was, I'm talking about uh, Ronnie DeGray. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, I was. he played a lot of minutes off the bench. 13 points, 12 rebounds, 7 of them on the offensive glass. 31 minutes played off the bench. He played a vast majority of this game. 7 offensive rebounds. Yeah. No, they controlled the offensive glass. He was playing the four. He was playing the four for most of this game, and he's only six six. Yeah, they were. I told you they were going to be. I don't know if I actually told you this, but I, you know, I've in conversation. They said they were going to be running gun style, and it was exciting to it's, watch. It's it's a scrappy team. It's a scrappy team that is going to have to fight for everything this year, and they're going to be smaller than a lot of teams they play. They're going to have to run, as you said. They're going to have to run. They're going to have to play quick, and they're going to have to fight on the offensive glass because they're not just going to be able to put somebody like Jeremiah Tillman out there. This year, who's just going to be able to stand there, underneath the underneath the basket with his arms up and inhale rebounds? They're going to need more from Wilmore, hundred percent. Maybe, but if these guys can play like they did against Central, well, Michigan, they're going to need yes, him to step Central up because he's the only one with size. And at the end of the day, they're going to at least need a big guy to step up and really do something other than Kobe Brown. Yeah, they're just going to need they're going to need another piece there, and he's the only one who can really take that spot up. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, they they came out early, then they they fell back against Central Michigan. Then they, you know, they made it a 10-point win, so fair play. Looking at who else is big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kata's uh, 6'8". Yeah, it's just going to be, you see, you're just going to run into size. Like, that's what I'm saying. I've looked at all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add on the Mizzou. We'll definitely talk more about them as the season goes on. They play UMKC on Monday. We'll probably touch on that game next week. Same time, same place on the weekly walkthrough. And if you're listening, go. Go to the game on <laughs> yes. Monday. <laughs> Show out, support. <laughs> These guys were fun to watch against Central Michigan. No, they're fun. Yeah, and the Champions Classic was also on Tuesday, and Kansas put on a really good showing against Sparty. We were both obviously— it Wasn't able to watch yes. any of this one because we were over at— Mizzou Arena. But Ochi Ajabaji, or Ochai, Ochai, it's tough to say his name. Abaji played a great game. I believe this is his senior season. He's been there for quite some time now. Let me double, yep, he's a senior. And put up 29 points in this game. Perfect from the free throw line. Didn't do much else besides score the rock, but he is, he is going to be a problem for... The Big 12, 12. <laughs> okay. and he's going to be a problem for the Tigers quite possibly when they travel to Allen Fieldhouse because he is that athletic. He could have gone to the league three years ago and potentially played some kind of role because of his athleticism. Tigers by 50 at Allen Fieldhouse. I hope. <laughs> I hope. But, man, it's just it's really interesting to see just how his game has developed because it's, it's going to be a problem this year for a lot of teams in that conference. Yeah, I don't really have much to say on this one because I wasn't able to watch it. They still got Christian Braun, Mitch Lightfoot on this team. This is McCormick. This t- Remy Martin, too. Say McCormick is the big one to watch out for and with McCormick. Ochai. They've got a lot of those guys returning, so Kansas is definitely a big contender to win the back. national championship. I, Dude, I'm a little nervous. You know what? No, he's back. Texas is back after losing to Kansas in football last night. They also lost to Gonzaga, too. But we'll get more into that. Bad night for Texas yesterday. And then you, in Coach K's last season, they they finished out the second leg of that Champions Classic, and the Duke Blue Devils beat the Kentucky Wildcats. Both teams looked pretty... I thought both teams looked pretty good for a Champions Classic game. Yes. Relatively speaking, relative to what we're normally seeing, they're Kentucky normally... Kentucky didn't lose to Duke by 50 in this one. Yes. Which is a nice change. There wasn't 90-plus points scored in the game. Say, Duke did not score 125 <laughs> points this year in a Champions <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so I definitely think uh, Duke has a leg up. Yes. On Kentucky this year, I do. From what I saw, I don't normally like to take a lot out of what these games I've kept Duke's that pretty Duke's going to have apparent. a leg up on a lot of people this year. They're very good, but I think both of these teams are very likely to win their conference. Because uh, Duke has some depth this year, and that's the thing. They've, mm-hmm. got, they've got a lot of guys returning. They brought Wendell Moore back. They brought Jeremy Roach back. They brought in uh, Paolo Banchero, who played exceptionally well in this first game. Um and they also got transfers in guys like Theo John, who was big. Uh, I forget where he played last year. I think it was uh, Marquette, actually. He was big, and he comes in with, with experience. He's a senior. I believe he's a grad transfer. And he, and he comes in, and he's able to you know eat minutes off the bench in big-time games. You see, he didn't start, but he played 22 minutes in this one. Uh, so it's going to be a good year 
It's going to be a good year again for Duke. They're 3-0. and Coach K got his 1,100th win as the Duke head coach uh, yesterday, I believe it was. There you go. Uh, and it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a good season for all four of those teams that we talked about uh, in the Champions Classic. I think the two to watch out for, as you said, are both Duke and Kansas. But this Kentucky team is going to cause some problems in the. Oh, SEC. we'll talk about some teams you got to look out for later I'm in the show in college say, basketball. They're gonna they're gonna this Kentucky team is going to cause some problems in the SEC because they have. What's their big's name this year? Who's? Uh, Kentucky's. I, I yeah, I, this man, this man, they've that. played. Uh, I think they've played three games so far. No, they've played two games this year. Oscar. Oh boy, this is gonna be tough. Yeah, just you can just leave it alone. Just yep. call him Oscar. Okay, Oscar. Oscar well, he's averaging fifteen points and twenty rebounds in two games. Yeah, he's been really impressive. I noticed him when I watched, you know, portions of that game, yes. and he definitely struck out. Even though he's got only listed six nine, he's definitely yeah. really, yeah. really big, athletic, cause... very good off of his like feet. He jumps, you know, exceptionally high. <laughs> he's going to cause some. He's going to cause some issues. Light on the feet for as big as he is, so he's he's going to be a problem. And he's, last, believe he's, he's that ahead. Admiral Schofield type. You know, can he shoot like that? No, it was Grant that shot. Now, Admiral Schofield got a strap, bro. Don't sleep. We'll uh, go back and watch it. But moving on, Wednesday, when nothing's going on, but I do have a fun question for you before we head to break. What is your favorite NFL moment? I have an answer to this question. Can you answer the question, please? Thank you. I don't have a good answer to this question. Was it my going to your is, first Bears game and watching Patrick Mahomes? Lose. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. My entire lifetime, my team has done nothing but lose. Well, let me take over Devin the Devin qu- Hester returning the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl. There you go. Probably. I like it. Mine was going to the Packers Chiefs game about a decade ago. And Packers were 13 and 0. Traveling to Arrowhead. It was about 50% Packers fans, 50% Chiefs fans. And, obviously, the Chiefs won the game, upsetting the Packers, ruining their undefeated season. And it was just a great moment. Chiefs Keenan was going crazy with the chance down the uh, twirling uh, stairs. And it was just a great moment to be a Chiefs fan. Also, to coincide that, Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. The Damian Williams run was fun. That was the nice sealer, and then Kendall Fuller's pick as well. So that was all. Those are mine at the very least. But that's been the first half of the weekly walkthrough. We'll get on to Thursday and what happened with the Ravens. As uh, we get back from break, you're listening to the weekly walkthrough here on KCOU 88.1. With my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Now that I've gotten on the internet, I'd rather be on my computer than doing just about anything. It's really cool. The internet gave us a whole world of exciting new possibilities. So I guess this is a story of how it changed our lives. lives. Change your life. Change the way you do the internet. Go like KCOU on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at KCOU and on Instagram at KCOU881. Stay up to date on the latest online content, events, giveaways, and more. You may be right. I think they're being followed now. Don't look. Just play cool. So what are you waiting for, young keyboard warrior? The wonderful world of KCOU is just one click away.
fire threatens everything in its path. When it threatens our nation and our communities, we respond. We bring the fight to the front line. The Army National Guard stands ready to face the dangers of Mother Nature and protect our homes and our neighbors. We will always be there when your community needs us the most. Discover more about all the ways you can serve part-time in your community by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. glad to see you. What are you doing on this deserted road? Some guys from school drove out here and we're going to start fooling around with drugs. When I told them all drugs do is mess up your head and get you in a lot of trouble, they kicked me out of the van and drove off. You're right not to get involved in the drug scene. Nobody with any sense wants any part of it. How do I get home? That's no problem at all. You are listening to the Weekly Walkthrough here on KCOU 88.1 FM where we break down your weekend sports. Let's get right back into it, man. On Thursday, Cam Newton resigns with the Carolina Panthers, the team he famously won the MVP with, went 15-1, and then failed. to the Super Bowl. Lost to Peyton Manning. He did lose (laughs) to Peyton Manning. He did. But, you know, didn't fall in the fumble, but I digress. Cam Newton resigns with them. Might be seen in some packages today. He is active and... What do you think? Uh, what do you think of this kind of reuniting? Well, I think he's currently better than their. What was their backup? Walker, MJ, PJ Walker, PJ Walker, MJ, probably. Like yeah. Um, who cares? He's still better than the backup. Regardless yeah, I was going to say. And with Sam Darnold out, it makes a lot of sense. I agree. So, he was the best free agent quarterback on the market currently. I was surprised that nobody had signed him earlier. Uh, you know, I I thought we would have seen maybe like the Dal- Jets. I thought we would have seen Dallas pick him up when Dak missed that game, or uh, something like that. The Jets could have used him, but they've had certainly some success with uh, what's his name, Mike White. Mike White, thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's a good move for Carolina. I think it's a a move that is going to try and keep them in the playoff hunt in the NFC. Not sure if they'll make it, but. With Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, they're throwing it back. Certainly. And moving off of that, Thursday night football, we saw another upset kickoff this NFL week. Excuse me. The Ravens getting upset by the Dolphins 22-10, to and they could not put anything together on the offensive side. Yeah, you're going to have to take the lead on this one because I was unable to watch most of this game with some of the... K-1-U well, I watched. I figured. Down. I figured you weren't able to watch this game, so I, I actually went back and watched the, at least the highlights of this game. And you know, the Ravens start the game off. They have a field goal drive, and they really don't score until the end of the football game. And the whole game, just as a whole, is very defensive. The they, you know, it was six to three Miami going in, six to three Miami going into halftime, and then they didn't score in the third, and then Miami started putting together some. Scoring drives, and you know, it was it was definitely an interesting game. <laughs> it was very defensive, like we've like we've seen in the in the in these uh, last few weeks. And I guess Tua and Jacoby Brissett were too much. And once again, opening up the they AFC said Tua wasn't going to play. Yeah, and then I mean, he did. <laughs> well, Jacoby Jacoby got hurt. He was an emergency. He was an emergency piece. So Jacoby got hurt. Tua came in, and then Jacoby, I believe, came back in. How? But I'm not say, sure if he came they, back in. There had to be a defensive touchdown or two. Yes, right? okay, there, I, I believe say, there was a special. I'm looking teams at this. Touchdown. Miami has no passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. Yeah, and 22 points. Like, that's something doesn't. Happen. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to remember how they scored, but probably a Xavier Howard pick six. That's my guess. Let's look. Um. No, it wasn't they did Xavier. have a fumble. They, it was not a Xavier Howard pick. Series. Let me just go to the play-by-play and go to scoring drives. That'll be easier. Scoring plays. Let's see. 
Xavier Howard, 49-yard fumble return. There you go. Almost so, yeah. a pick six. And then uh, they had kicked a field goal in the fourth quarter, and then Tua had a one-yard rushing touchdown to kind of cap the game off. Yeah, I saw he had that touchdown. So, yeah, it was an impressive performance from the Dolphins, who have shown some fight at least this year. They do have three wins, so... They've been disappointing this year. Let's not beat around the bush. Well, I mean, disappointing in whose standards? I mean, I didn't expect them to be that good. They were decent last year. Didn't they almost have double-digit wins last year? They haven't done anything to improve the roster, Yeah, but they're disappointing in response to they had double-digit wins last year. What the heck happened? Just like the Bears are disappointing because they made the playoffs last year and they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Bears aren't making the yoffs? Probably not. They're yeah. what, three and six right now? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to go on a little rid of a run. But it is the biggest season ever. I was going to say It's also been a little whack in its own regard. We know the Bears love to sneak into that last wild card spot. They do. <laughs> They're always in the hunt, too. Always in the hunt. Something about Bears and in the hunt. <laughs> uh, on Friday, Odell Beckham. Like we mentioned earlier, signing with the Rams. They had another big piece after signing Von Miller just a week or two back. And sadly, the same day this news kind of breaks, Robert Woods, probably wide receiver number two in the offense, Robert Woods, tore his ACL out for the year. So Odell's kind of going to have to stay in that spot with Cooper Cup. Yeah, it's Odell and Van Jefferson now. Those two, Van Jefferson, been having a decent year so far. Yeah, they've just been playing lights out, and they still have. Do they still have Higby? Yeah, and they got Higby. Cooper Cup's playing amazing, and Henderson, their running back, has been been good so far as well. Yeah, they've put they, Sean McVay's put together a one, one hell of a team, and with Von Miller in there they're, too. They're starting running backs out the whole year, right? What's the kid's name from Florida State? Dalvin Cook? No, the <laughs> the guy that they. I'll find out. The, 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 he got injured preseason. Yeah, I'll find out. You can just keep talking. Uh, yeah, no, it's going to make a Rams. The Rams offense exciting. Obviously, it would have been more exciting if if Robert Woods was still healthy. But, yeah, this makes this signing even bigger for the Rams. And they were kind of a dark horse team in this whole Odell Beckham sweepstakes. Cam Akers. There you go. Uh, they were kind of a dark horse team in this whole Odell sweepstakes. We heard the Packers mentioned. We heard the Chiefs mentioned. And we heard a dark horse team mentioned. And the Saints? Did you say the Saints as well? I did not. Yeah, the Saints were also and, one of those and, teams. Yeah, and then we heard a dark horse team mentioned, and here you go. There's your dark horse team, and he joined as probably the team with the most talent in the NFL this year. Yeah, I mean, certainly if he would have joined the Chiefs, that would have flipped the whole season around because you had Odell. I was very disappointed just because I wanted him to go to the Chiefs because that would have – Odell in a Chiefs jersey just would have been really exciting. But that would have certainly stacked the uh, stacked the house if Odell could have shown signs of that Giants Odell in Kansas City, you know. So he doesn't look like that since he left. Well, to be fair, he's played on the Browns, who literally ruined talent. I think they ruined Odell's talent, quite frankly. Um, hopefully, he can revive his career. I certainly think he will under a better organization, not the. Uh, We'll see what Poverty. Sean McVay can do with them. It should be fun. Poverty franchises the Browns. Moving on. UCLA and Villanova, number two UCLA and number four Villanova. Top four matchup this early in the year. you got to tune in. And this game went to overtime and was so back and forth. It looked like a Final Four game in November. It was so exciting. But UCLA behind uh, Mr. Juzang was... Johnny Juzang, he played a phenomenally well, 21. Jaquez Jr. adds 21 is, or 25 for Juzang. Jaquez had 21. Yeah, and, and we knew UCLA was going to be good this year. We did. Of course. And they don't disappoint. Tiger Campbell played very well also. Their point guard, he, he made some good defensive plays. Started to started – honestly, the second half was a lot better for him than the, than the first half, but – and this is a good, uh, it's a good Villanova team too. Oh yes, they uh, still have Gillespie. Yeah, Gillespie, that kid's nice. Yeah, he feels like he's been there for quite some time. Correct. And they always have that white point guard that is. Who's this? Just, Archie Diacono? Is this his brother? Yeah, it has to be. Chris Archie Diacono. Yeah, he's a junior. He doesn't play much, but. He's got hard, I guess. But no, Jay Wright's always going to put a good team out there. He always has at Villanova, and this year looks like no exception to that. Okay. <laughs> and Jay, then, Wright, Jay Wright's a good coach. There's nothing <laughs> to argue about there. And 
UCLA is poised for another big run, and I thought Johnny Juzang coming back was the best move for him because even though they made the Final Four run, they were the 11 seed last year. They were kind of that dark horse team, and they played phenomenally well. And in NBA news, even though your Bulls have been playing very well, phenomenally well, I've been keeping up, and we'll talk more about them as we continue. Just too much going on this week. But Steph Curry... Passes Ray Allen for most three-pointers made of all time against your Chicago Bulls in a game that Vucevic did not play in. Is he okay? He's in the COVID protocol. He's going to miss the whole road trip. Okay. He's going to miss. He missed the Warriors game. He'll miss Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, Nuggets to finish off the... Oh, that's great. Yep. That's, that's Just what you wanted to hear. Yes. And... You know, not really much else to say other than Steph Curry is phenomenal. He did it in less, like, 500, like, almost 540-something less games than Ray Allen, which is like three seasons worth or more of basketball. So, Steph Curry is that dude still. It's going to continue to be that dude. And he's going to shatter three-point records to where I don't know who's going to be able to beat them. Till the next Steph Curry comes along, at least. Yes. <laughs> There's going to be someone eventually, there but will nobody be. on our radar now. No. <laughs> I mean, it's this dude has a chance, and I was having this conversation the other day about Steph Curry could literally play until he's 40-plus because he can shoot the ball that well. Like, think of him, like, as a J.J. Redick. Like, put him in on, like, you know, like, let's say, like, a Lakers team like, like this year, like what Melo's doing. He could be that guy, no problem. He's oh, the yeah. best shooter of all time. I mean, he could play as ever long as he wants to play. Or as long as his body lets him, you know? As long as he's happy playing. Yes. Like, he could, sh- like he could get to 5,000 three-pointers made after nobody's even gotten close to four. Just ridiculous. Like, do you hear what I'm saying? Like, I don't, like, that's what I'm saying. I don't know who's going to be able to top him. And when I made my top ten all-time NBA players, I put Steph Curry at ten because I know he's going to be in that conversation. Like, yeah. And he already is, in my opinion. With the rings... With the rings, the, the unanimous MVP, probably one of the greatest seasons of all time, even though he didn't finish with the ring. He, the dude has been so impressive, and he is certainly the MVP front runner. I mean, 10 games in, you can't really argue that. <laughs> 10, 12 games in, you can't really argue that one at all. And I've got a few... And they're about to get Clay Thompson back. Yeah, and James uh, Wiseman. They haven't had they, either of those guys, they're and they're 11-1. They're going to back probably before the first of the year. One guy. Time in December. Yeah, they're one of them back before Christmas potentially. That's what he wants. But moving on from that, you've got. Oh, who? I think Steph Curry's MVP this year. I really do. I mean, it's twelve games in. We can't really. He's say MVP that yet, but I'd say put at my this vote point, in. He's, he is the. No, runner. I don't know. I really don't. I forgot what I was going to say, so I had to say something ridiculous. But Saturday. Let's run through these uh, college football games real quick. We, you were at the Mizzou game shooting video for uh, Mizzou Athletics. It was. And, you know, they were up by three scores in the fourth quarter. It got very close with about five minutes left, a three-point game, and they finished with that three-point lead, winning 31-28. And what did you think being so up close and personal? Best view in the house. Uh, I actually almost got hit yesterday in the back of the end zone. I believe it. Yeah, I you got to be careful. I'm serious. Like, uh, it was sincerely, you have to be careful right because you could that, get run over. Uh, right before that fumble six that they picked up, like two plays before that, they came rolling around the back of the end zone to where I was, and the uh, South Carolina quarterback got thrown out of bounds. Almost, almost, almost got hit. <laughs> Good time. Would you have kicked him? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, Mizzou plays very well. Tyler Beatty once again showing that he needs to be – he is the one guy on this offense that you have to say, that's first team all SEC. I was having the conversation. Go ahead. Well, Harrison Mevis, too. Of, yeah, well, uh, I'm offense. Uh, that's special I was having lad. the conversation with – I forget who it was yesterday. Someone I was having the conversation with. Um – there's no way that you can't put him in the top ten in the Heisman conversation right now. There's no way. I mean, just with no, how bad, with how bad there's the just picks no way. are. Yeah, yes, you look at. I'm not saying you should be invited to the Heisman ceremony, but if you look at the top ten players in college football this year, he should no, be one of those no guys. No way, Tyler Beatty right now, and it's 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 like a low key thing because like not many people are realizing what he's doing here. 
But if you look at his statistics this year, you want to pull him up? I've got him right no, here. I was going to say, you want to look at his statistics He's got 12 rushing touchdowns. He's, he's right up there. He doesn't have the big game that somebody like Kenneth Walker had when he scored five touchdowns. His season's been more impressive than Kenneth Walker's. But from a consistent basis, he'll become with, I believe it's 340 rushing yards in the next two games, he will become the Mizzou all-time single-season rushing record holder. If he keeps it up, yes. And there's two games left in the season, and we saw what Florida did against Samford this week and South Carolina last week. The South Carolina running back that Mizzou held to 54 yards this week was the SEC's leading rusher against Florida two weeks ago. He needs he had put up another 200-yard game yesterday on the ground. Tyler Beatty did a 200-plus yard game. Yeah, and, and I, I don't if know he where does these that twice against against Florida and then potentially a ranked Arkansas team. Who knows? We'll see what happens when we get there. Uh, he has to be in the conversation. No, I agree. I understand. I understand. I understand. One thing I do when I just think about Tyler Beatty, I just wish they would have used him more, like junior, sophomore, because he's shown signs of being this electric player. He's never averaged under four yards a carry because he's played all four years. Pretty significant. Well, they had those guys teams. before him. I know, but they had like Roundtree, they had Demarie Crockett when they had. But Crockett. he's been better statistically than those guys. Correct, but they but, weren't going to start him over those guys. Well, he doesn't need to start. I'm just saying more touches. But no, I thought I thought Connor Bazelak showed though on his interceptions. I saw both of them. The first one was really bad. Did you see that play? Like, yeah, did I was you get there, a did you get a good look? Yes. That was bad. That he lofted that ball thirty yards away from him. Toward I, say, I don't know if I can speak on these. On, I just don't know if I can speak on those. What do you mean? Oh, okay. I, yeah, I just don't yeah, know if I can okay, speak okay. on that. Here. It was uh, bad. It was bad. Yes, I'm, I, I say, saw, I, I say, the and then the, and then the, the freaking. I'll, I'll just keep talking for a second. And then the one he th- was throwing, I believe, to Beatty. He's the only one who's ever in at running back, and he freaking. He just it just falls out of his hands. It's not like it was wet. The, the it wasn't a rainy game, and it, the ball you can't just. It look, did start to rain in the fourth quarter. Standing out there, I was getting wet. Okay, <laughs> it was not raining enough to where I need you. I need you lofting and a ball slipping out of your hand to that extent, throwing it right in coverage. It, it just can't happen. It just can't, especially in a game like that where you're on your own twenty. Grab the ball and throw it. And then Brady Cook came in. He didn't and- throw a pass though. No, but he had a big-time run on, I think it was second down, where he picked up like 12 yards, putting him in third and short. Moving on. Moving on. Mizzou most gets impre- a dub. Most impressive play of that game, honestly, from standing there watching it, was the fact, did you watch, how much of this game did you watch? Any? Did you, did you watch the end of the first half? A little bit, yeah. I was kind of in and out of the sleep. The last drive of the first half, they got the ball with like a minute and a half left, Mizzou did. Brought it down the field. And... With no timeouts and less and twenty seconds left, they ran a, a pass play on third down that did not get in the end zone, and they hustled the field goal unit out there to kick a field goal as time expired with no timeouts and less than twenty seconds. Impressive. <laughs> there you go. Nevis hit it, of course. And also, we saw Baylor end the. Uh, they ended the. Big 12's season, basically. There. I mean, well, the college football playoff, yes. Yeah. yeah, with with Oklahoma losing, they're out of the playoff. Caleb Williams played pretty bad. And Spencer Rattler came in and didn't play any better. No, I mean, and that was just to be expected out of this team. This Oklahoma team just isn't what they normally are. They're still very good. Like, don't get it confused. This team's 8-1, and 9-1. Like, they're a good football team. But they just had met their match, I think. You know, didn't meet their match. The Michigan Wolverines. They almost did. Well, excuse me. Hold on. They won 21-17, putting themselves inching closer and closer to the college football. They're in my college football playoff if we're keeping it a buck. They are. Why? Who's in your college football playoff right now? I got Georgia at one. Okay. Bama two. Okay. Oregon three. Okay. Michigan four. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Mm. Cincinnati should be the fourth team in there. They should arguably be the third team in there. No. Yes. Cincinnati would get 
I can't even say I'm what. So I can't over it. I'm I so can't over, even I'm so say o- what will happen. I am so over you championing the little guy on this show with UCF and all that. The Cincinnati team is going to go undefeated, and you're not going to put them in the playoff. I have to see more. I, I, I'll have to see more. They beat SMU. They put on a good performance against SMU. I will, I will come on this show, and I will redact my statement. I might not even put Michigan. Michigan, you know they're going to lose anyways. I'm just, I'm just. Also, Ohio State should be higher than Michigan. No. Yes. No. Yes. Michigan has a better loss. No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's false. But no, moving off, moving off of that. No, I think Michigan's probably at like the five or six, depending on where you put Cincinnati. Um, with Ohio State probably, probably taking the six four. In my in mine, probably six, because I've got Cincinnati at four, Ohio State at five. Michigan probably at six. Yeah. Oklahoma was at two prior to uh what? Saturday, so you at Oklahoma at two? No, I'm just kidding. I'd say better I'm just kidding. Have. But we also saw another top five matchup in college basketball with Gonzaga. Is that it? We're done on college football? Well, yeah. And there really wasn't much else. My moment of the week was going to touch on a fun Ole Miss moment. beat Texas A&M. Yeah, I mean, they had some moments, but nothing like college football related. We just had so much more to talk about. Mississippi State upset Auburn. Yeah, that was a fun game. That surprised me. Mike Veach was very excited. What else happened? I think that's about it. Arkansas Everyone. snuck by LSU, which is big for Mizzou because they're going to want another ranked win or opportunity at a ranked win. I mean, they year. could they realistically can beat both of those teams. Correct. Like it's not out of the question. Florida at this point. looks very beatable at the moment. Oh yes, they gave up a lot of. They gave up forty eight points. Forty two. Yeah, forty two. Yeah, that's FCS the most they've school. ever given up to a team in the first half ever. Yes. And they gave it up to an FCC. Did you see them in the locker room getting excited? I don't know if you After saw that win. Bleacher Report. Yes, they were getting all excited and stuff. Yeah. They're getting all sorts of excited. And they have to come here. Yeah. They have to come here next week. It's going to be cold. I'm going to be I'm hopefully going to be there. So I will also be there. So, yeah, moving off of that, Gonzaga, that's about it for college football, I'd say. We'll certainly get more in depth on that as the college football playoff nears. Um, number big, 1 Gonzaga. Go ahead. That's a big games next week. Ohio oh, yeah. State, Michigan State next week. Yeah, huge. That's a big one. But Gonzaga Defeating number five Texas pretty handily behind Drew Timmy's thirty-eight points. Um, their number one recruit in uh, what's his name? What is that dude's name? Yeah, Chet Holmgren. He did not play his best game, but he'll learn. I think he'll learn from Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy dominated this game, fifteen for nineteen, just absolutely killed it, and was overwhelming for Texas. Yeah, Texas confirmed not back in basketball or football. But let's run through these NFL picks I got it. This is my favorite part of the show. Let me run through these picks. First of all, we're going to start. Can I just start with my moment of the week? Or not my moment of the week. My uh, what to watch for this week. Go ahead. My what to watch for this week is the fact that the Bears are going undefeated this week. There you go. They are on by. There you go. (laughs) Uh, we talked about Thursday Night Football. Ravens lost to the Dolphins, once again, helping open up the AFC. And we will continue with your Sunday, kicking off here in just over a minute and a half, actually. So make sure your fantasy lineups are set. <laughs> uh, the Bills and the Jets. Bills look to bounce back after a loss to those Jaguars that we talked about last week. Jets look to continue some momentum with Mike White. What do you got? I do have the Bills. It could be closer with Mike White. He's got a little bit of that swagger in him. But, no, I do have the Bills. I don't see them losing to two teams that are that bad back-to-back. I also have the Bills. Then you got Tom Brady and the Bucks coming off there by taking on Washington. That place is going to be rowdy after that playoff loss that uh... – the Bucks gave them. I think it could be closer. I think Gibson does have a big game. Give me Washington. I've got the Bucks. There's no doubt about it in my mind that the Bucks are taking this one. So they also have some injuries too. That's also why I'm picking the Washington. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. I don't think Washington can get it done. Because you don't have the vision. Go four ahead. and four Falcons traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys, looking to bounce back from that big time loss to the Broncos. Atlanta played very stupidly last time they played the Cowboys. They they play better. Give me my Falcons. Okay, I've got the Cowboys in this one. Um, up next, the five and three Saints and the seven and two Titans. This is going to be one of the better games of the day. It's at noon on CBS. It just sucks. Jameis is hurt. Correct. I would definitely be more more leaning toward the Saints, but I do have the Titans taking this one in Nashville. I've got the Titans as well. 
Jaguars look for their second big win of the year. They play the Colts in Indianapolis this week. I've got the Colts in this one. they got to keep pushing for that playoff spot, and they need to start winning sooner rather than later. I also have Indianapolis. Lions looking for their first win of the year. They've got the Steelers. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is Big Ben playing this week? I don't care. Give me the Steelers. I don't think he is. I think he's out with uh, COVID. I think that's what's happening there. Let me check. I believe he's out, bro. Yeah, he is placed on the COVID list. And because of that, give me the Lions. Okay. I like the pick. Five and four Browns. Uh, and the 5-4 and four Patriots. Now, this is going to be a tough one. Both teams missing some stars this week. Nick Chubb out. Uh, and who's the, Damian Harris running back for the Patriots? I think Pay- uh, give me the Pats. Give me the Pats. I've been really – Judah, I believe is his name, the defensive Judon. end. Yep. Judon. Came he, from the Ravens. Yes, he's very good. Um, he's really impressed me. So I'm, I think he makes a big impact on this game. I'll take the Browns this week then. I think it's a toss-up, though. I do think this one's going to be a toss-up Speaking toss of game. a toss-up – Next, we got the Vikings heading to L.A. to take on the Chargers, who have been sliding in recent weeks, not looking as good as they were to start the season. Uh, can the Vikings get a big win? Is Dalvin playing? Dalvin Cook's playing? Everybody playing? Because I really want to pick the Vikings. I think I... Captain Kirk. I'm picking Captain Kirk. I don't even care. Give me Captain Kirk and Dalvin Cook and all these dudes. I believe Dalvin Cook is playing Perfect. today. Yeah, I think the Chargers, they're starting to slide a little bit, and this puts that... Sunday night football game just in that much more significance. Cook will be active unless something changes last minute. Of course, it's a 3.05 kickoff, so something could change last minute. We don't have to have official word on that yet, but yes, looks like he'll play, and I've got the Chargers. Okay. Richard Sherman, late scratch today versus Washington for Tampa Bay. Go ahead, sir. Uh, four and five Panthers. Starting Walker at QB, but do have Christian McCaffrey back. Should be at full strength this week. Taking on the 8-1 and one Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray's supposed to play this week. Of course, didn't play last week. Yeah, I've got the... Uh, I've got K-1. And I've got K-1, too. But I would not be surprised if the Panthers won that game. Okay. Eagles and Broncos. Eagles up. Yeah, I got the Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts bounces back with this team. Give me the Broncos in this one. Why not? Let's get crazy. I mean, I mean, it's not that crazy of a pick, but um, that's a tough. That's a tough game to pick. It though. is. And then you got a snow game in Green Bay. Snow coming down up north. It's the Seahawks who should get Russell Wilson back today. Take on the Packers. I didn't know Russell Wilson was coming back today. Let me check and confirm once again. Three thirty kicks. We don't have to know yet. But. Yes. Um, I do have the Packers in this game. It's Lambeau with snow on the ground. That's Rodgers field day as far as I'm concerned. It, I would not be surprised if Seattle won because Aaron Rodgers literally hasn't practiced in like a week and a half, two weeks. Russell Wilson was activated from IR yesterday. <sighs> Man. And they're just in prime. And Russ loves adversity. Oh, my oh, goodness. I've got the Packers if Aaron Rodgers plays. I've got the Seahawks if he doesn't. <sighs> I've got the I've got the Packers as well. I'll pick the Packers. They're a really good football team and they probably want to bounce back after that loss to the Chiefs. And Sunday night football, a huge matchup. Raiders yeah, from the from the Death the Star in Las Vegas. In the Death Star. Huge game for the division. You know what? I've got the Raiders. Why not? Let's do it. Why? Because why not? I've got the Chiefs in this matchup. I do. I think coming over to watch this one. I might. Should. I might. I might be working on my paper that I need desperately to work on. Um, I'll let you know, though. Um, I got the Chiefs in this matchup. I do. I think that Mahomes finally figures it out with this offense this week. Is there anything that tells me I should think that? No. Am I still going to think that? Yes. I think the Chiefs come back. I think maybe Travis Kelsey has a big day for the sake of the fantasy team. And the Chiefs get a dub at the Death Star. I'm taking the Raiders. I don't have a reason. And my Monday night. Actually, actually, my reason's to upset you. Um, <laughs> Monday. Rams, 49ers from Santa Clara. Rams, I got the Rams bouncing back. I'm sorry. I can't I've, pick I've got the Rams beating the Niners as well. You want me to pull up that uh, matchup? I've got it. Okay. Thursday night next week, Patriots-Falcons. Give me the Falcons. I got the Pats. Okay. I'll take the Falcons in that one. And then going through my moment of the week. 
minus the Texas Tech 62-yarder to upset Iowa State. That was insane. It had it had a lot of distance on it, didn't you think? It looked like it would have been from good from at least 65. Yes, that was a huge kick for Texas Tech, and it was it was solid to see. Uh, mine is going to be the South Dakota beating South Dakota State on that epic hail mary at the Dakota Dome. Was it not South Dakota? I guess it. Well, I guess it was the red team, South Dakota. Okay, you're right. I just want to make sure you had the teams right. I digress. I apologize. SMU over Cincy is yeah. my upset. Cap. I mean, I just think you know Cincy has played some very close games this year, and I think SMU is gonna get it done. I've got Utah upsetting Oregon in your Pac-12 after dark game from the Mormon State. And my what to look forward to this week is that SNF game, primetime, Sunday night football, Raiders and Chiefs. It's going to be a huge game for that division. It's going to really shape up the who's who of the AFC West. It's kind of that first preview to it because there's a lot of those in-division games coming up for that conference, or that division, excuse me. And I've got the Bears not being able to lose this week. There you go. And that's been the weekly walkthrough here on KCOU 88.1 FM. We hope you enjoyed listening. We'll be here same time, same place, 11 to noon. I hope you guys have a blessed Sunday. See you next week.